Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Here's What I'm Seeing, conversations from the front lines of life and leadership. My name is Adam Tarno. On the podcast today, my friend Adam Landrum is back. If you guys don't know who Adam is, just go back and listen to episode 19, and uh, you'll learn all about him. And so I had originally called him up to have the conversation that we're having today. We got a little derailed because Adam is out on a sabbatical right now, and so I wanted to ask him a bunch of questions about that, and that became the last episode that I just referenced. And so today we're finally getting to the meat of the conversation. And here's what I wanted to talk to him about, because I've got this question that's just been lingering in my mind over the past few months, and I wanted to get his thoughts on it. And here's the question. It's this. Do we put too much emphasis on leadership? and not enough emphasis on teams. I remember years ago reading John Maxwell's seminal book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and he had this thought in there where he said, everything rises and falls on leadership. Think about that. Everything. Everything in your organization rises and falls on leadership. And now here it is over 20 years later after I read that book, and I'm starting to question, is that true? I mean, John Maxwell was a part of this entire industry, this leadership development industry. You know that industry. It's the one that produces podcasts and conferences and books and blogs. Uh, It's the industry I'm a part of now. I was so enthralled by Maxwell's message over 20 years ago, and I was so interested in this topic of leadership. I couldn't read enough books on it, and I couldn't stop talking about it that I eventually turned it into a career. And now here I am a year into this newfound life, this new career, and I'm sitting there going... Hold up. Is that even is that even true? I mean, have has this entire leadership conversation become lopsided? Uh, do we inadvertently make it sound like it's all about this individual leader and that leader needs to be developed because everything rises and falls on that leader? Are we making a mistake? Are we talking about the leader like he or she is some kind of a superstar and are we actually neglecting reality? And reality is the importance of teams in an organization, and not just the importance of teams in an organization. Are leaders out there neglecting the reality of their own life? If I think about my own career, some of the most professionally satisfying things I've ever been a part of were when I was a part of a team, not anything that I've done alone. And so I've got all these thoughts kind of swirling through my head. And so in my life, when I have these ideas and I'm just wrestling with them, Adam is a buddy that I call because he asks good questions, he listens, he'll spar with me a little bit. And so that's what we do today. That's what we're going to discuss today. I'm going to present this to him, and he's going to do what he does. He's going to help sharpen my thinking a little bit, ask some questions, and I think you guys are going to find this conversation helpful. So take a listen, and then I'll be back with a few closing comments. Adam, good to have you back on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me back. All right. So you and I have known each other for a long time, over you know 25 some odd years. We met when we were 19. I was 19 years old. And one of the roles that you have played in my life, personally and professionally, is I will bring, bring often bring like crazy ideas to you, things I'm reading, things I'm thinking about, uh, things I want to do. And I bring them to you and I'll go, Adam, this is what I'm thinking about. And you will just help me process them. You'll talk me off the ledge. You'll encourage something. You'll help me smooth something out that's maybe a little rough around the edges. And so that's what I want to do on this episode today, because I have a thought, some things that I'm seeing out there in the world uh, on the, you know, from the leadership perspective, organizational perspective. And as I was thinking about this idea and wanting to capture it here in a podcast episode, I was like, ah, I need to get Adam back on here because ah. I think this would be a lot of fun to go through with you. So here's my big idea. I think over the last 20, 25 years that maybe uh, we, and I don't know who we is, we can talk about we uh, here in a little bit, but we've been making too big of a deal about leadership. 
which may seem a little strange for a leadership podcast, a podcast that tries to help leaders. I'm, I'm wondering if there is a correction or a pendulum that is starting to swing and uh, where there's going to be less emphasis on leaders as an individual and more emphasis on the importance of teams as a collective group. Uh, I think over the last few years, so I graduated college in 97, probably like 1999. I think you and I might have gone together to uh, the very first Catalyst Conference that was out there in Atlanta, Georgia, run by John Maxwell. And it was for young leaders. And this is back when you and I were young. And so we we got to sit in on that conference. And that was really the first time I was introduced to this idea of of leadership and thinking about leadership and the way we influence others. And there was this great line from John Maxwell's uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, that everything rises and falls on leadership. And so there's so many books and podcasts and courses and things out there right now designed to help leaders, making them sound like they're the most important people in an organization. And I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe, uh, maybe that's not right. And so that's what I want to talk about. What do you, yeah, that's, so it's an, Interesting observation. And um, what do you think, why do you think so much emphasis? So let's go with that, that go with that, that assumption is true. Yeah. Putting a lot of emphasis, more emphasis on leadership than, you know, teams or anything else. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it, um, it makes people feel like they have some control. And I think it brings about a sense of identity uh, for some people and, and a sense of importance, which is, Oh, I'm special, right? There's uh, 8 billion people or 7 billion people in the world and everybody's special just like me, right? And it's hard to feel like I'm I'm unique, I'm special. And so if we can start to believe that no leaders, you are you really are special. You are the most important people in an organization. And if you do some of these tips and tricks and you're going to be able to influence people. And then at the end of your life, you can feel really important because you were able to influence a bunch of people and get a bunch of stuff done and it was all because of you. All because of you, right? So who doesn't like that narrative? And so I'm wondering if there's some of that narrative. These books and these courses, um, as well as you know the conferences, you think they're you think they're playing on the ego a little bit? Yeah, it could be, and I, and I think it was done uh, with no malintent, right? Like I I don't think anybody was going, aha, I know. Let, let's let's lead the collective leadership culture in the wrong direction for 25 years. I don't I don't think it was that at all. Um, I mean, a, a lot of these books and these conferences and these ideas and the ideas that John Maxwell and those guys were bringing about in the 90s and the early 2000s, they were probably seeing a deficit of something. They were trying to meet a need. They, they were seeing something as well. And they were going, oh, you know what? There's not a lot of leadership training out there. And managers and leaders really are important in an organization. And so that started this industry. And then people were starting to uh, make contributions there and trying to trying to solve a problem. And it obviously was helping because it, it grew. Well, you know, there's, a I think, a reality there that mixed motives, right, that, you know, yes, they're trying to fill the gap of leadership, but then also recognizing, hey, you know, I'm reaching out to leaders to become better leaders. They're the ones writing the checks. <laughs> yes. So are they going to pay more for leadership development or are they going to pay more for team development? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like uh, when you would go to, I don't know, I mean, think about any, um, you know, you and I on the episode uh, that we had recorded before talking about your sabbatical, we talked about golf for a little bit. Uh, I walk into the PGA Superstore and you know what feeling I have when I'm in there? <laughs> it's hope. 
that's that's the feeling that I have is hope. Something in here is going to change my game, right? And so they're selling hope. And so maybe some of these leadership books and conferences and podcasters, that's what they're doing. They're selling hope uh, that, hey, you can get better. And then this will help you influence people and make some changes. You know, it's funny you say that. It's the reason why I stopped subscribing to Inc. Magazine, because they're always they're always putting the leaders. Now, this is just an Adam, Adam Langer thing. Evidently. Right. They're putting these leaders on the pedestal, fastest growing companies. That look how awesome they are. They're so incredible. And it just made me feel so <laughs> inferior. Yes. And it's like, well, why isn't all this stuff happening to me? So, um, so, yeah, so there is something about, I, I'm just going with what you're saying with the ego thing. Um, there is something about, yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about leaders, 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 because we all want to be one of those people. Right. Yeah. So then, all right, so this thought's swirling around my head. There's a couple of reasons where this, where this came from. I mean, obviously, um, so Gen Z is now in the workforce, anybody 26 years old and younger. I did have somebody on a podcast episode uh, a few ago, my friend Will, talking about what does Gen Z want from their leaders. And it was really interesting hearing his, him and his perspective talk about hierarchies. And I, I think Gen Z, if I, and, and this is going to be a gross over, over generalization, but Gen Z and hierarchies, they're kind of, they don't have quite the relationship with hierarchies that maybe Gen X and certainly boomers did. And so I think I think the idea of hierarchies there it's almost like becoming a four letter word especially with Gen Z in a sense that I'm over you I'm better it doesn't jive with the idea that I think is going to be the hallmark of that generation which is their love and and desire for equality and so uh, I think there's some of that that I'm observing going I wonder I wonder where hierarchies are I think about my own life and my own experience and how much uh, joy I have had being a part of a team. And how some of the best things I've been able to be a part of were not individual Adam Tarno accomplishments. They were things that I did as, uh, as part of a team. And so a couple of those things were rattling around in my head that are, that are fueling this idea that maybe we've been making too much about the individual leader and we need to start to recognize reality, which is it's always been about teams. It's always been about teams and we need to, we need to do more to celebrate teams, not just the leaders. Yeah, I you know I can say from experience too that you know, the, the saying that leadership is lonely at the top, and um, I remember you know finally building a leadership team. It's a it's a different type of team um, that I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is wonderful. Like I have somebody on my side. I don't feel like I'm you know pulling or pushing or you know whatever it was as as the lone leader. So um, yeah, being part of a team, a healthy team in particular, is is absolutely wonderful. Um, and it, that's an interesting take on on Gen Z. We, we have a Gen Z um, person on staff, and they're, uh, he is fantastic. I mean, he's, he is a team player. He is he, uh, entrepreneurial, takes ownership. You know, entrepreneurs you know usually don't aren't all that interested in hierarchy either. Um, so <clears throat> I can see that I can see that playing out. Um, I guess let me ask you this. Um, where so so let, let's imagine this you know new focus on teams team to team um do they how much do they need a leader well uh, that's a really good question um i i think there is uh well, let's say this probably a healthy team is going to have a few different roles 
And one of those roles might be what we traditionally call a leadership role, meaning um, you're going to be the final decision maker if we ever get a log jam on what to do next. Uh, you're going to be the one that makes sure that we're going to have a meeting set every week so that we can get together and share things. So there, there truly is that, that servant aspect that I think that role, you need somebody on that team or on that, uh, yeah, somebody, you need that role on the team to be played by somebody. And we can't just wait for all of us, you know, oh, we just kind of take our turn. So I, I, I think there's some aspect there that you would need somebody to play that role. But I think, I think the healthy teams are going to recognize that there are multiple different roles that are essential. And we've just got to make sure that those roles are being fulfilled by somebody. And, um, and then when they're all being fulfilled by somebody, it comes together in a really beautiful way that can help you go further, you know, and help you get more done. And, and I think it's a more enjoyable experience anyway, uh, when you do experience it. And, and so that's where I'm, I'm gaining some confidence in this idea because of how much I think this fits with reality already that, uh, just think about you and your business. So you've got 12 people on your team right now. You've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. You're on a sabbatical for a month right now. Would you be able to do that without a team? Like, would you be able to have accomplished what you're able to, what your organization has been able to accomplish without a team? No. And, and, and in particular, I think a leadership team, like I, I know there are, you know, we have, there's only three of us on the leadership team, but I know the two people I have back in charge, like, they're they're gonna make sure things are running right um yeah so so definitely and and having those clear functions and those clear roles defined is is key as well um do you think do you think it is is it leadership in general that is the bad is is the bad word right or is it more of this idea of of the superstar of the icon iconic leader like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk's and and even like you know um, you know mega churches that have the really charismatic pastor. I mean, is that more what you think society or the business community is going to start pushing against? See, that's why I brought you on here. This is this is what you do so well. Is you help me you help me polish it. You help me think through it. That's a great question. It probably is that. Yeah, it's more of the uh, the superstar um, that I think is going to go away. So I think life is more like baseball than it is like basketball. So you and I are recording this on a Wednesday, and last night the new the the Nets beat the Bucks, and the Nets their two stars, two of their three stars were not playing very well. Kevin Durant scored forty nine points, played all forty eight minutes of the game. As an it, that's just unheard of, right? He's an old, so he's he, old man too. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, he literally carried that team to victory. That can happen in basketball. Sometimes, right, where one person, one one yeah. superstar, can carry you into the promised land. That doesn't happen in baseball because if that was the case in baseball, then the Los Angeles Angels should have won the World Series so many times because they have what most believe to be the greatest baseball player, maybe the greatest baseball player ever, in Mike Trout. But they have not won a World Series with Mike Trout. Uh, I don't even know if they've made it to the playoffs with Mike Trout. And I think that's just reality because in baseball, one superstar is not enough. Right. You need an entire team. And life is a lot more like baseball with a daily grind. Business is a lot more like base, like baseball than it is like football where it's just 16 games or even basketball where there's a few, maybe a few more games, but not as many as baseball. And so I think this idea of the superstar is probably where there's going to be a correction 
and recognizing that uh, the really great things get accomplished by teams. And Steve Jobs, maybe maybe the iPhone was 100% his own idea. Uh, but you and I both know this, ideas are easy. Yeah. Right? It's executing on them. Right. It, what's what's a bigger deal that he that he came up with the idea or that he shipped the product? <laughs> I think it's a yeah. bigger deal. He shipped the product. He got it done. But I actually, I, I bet he wasn't the one who got it done. I I, I don't know all the Apple hierarchy, but I bet it was Tim Cook who got it done, right? Or, right, or the team of engineers and everybody. Like, uh, yeah, and maybe I said that the wrong way that Steve yeah. got it done. No, it was the team. It was Apple. The organization got that done, even though it was his idea. But he's the one that gets gets all the accolades and you know, gets the book written about him. Right. And well, it wasn't a very flattering book, but anyway, the, uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of basketball and, and this idea of leadership, I'm watching one of my, one of uh, the sabbatical goals was to watch the last dance. I hadn't, I didn't watch it. That's the documentary on the yeah. Bulls and Jordan, as you know. Um, and so I'm watching that and I grew up an hour and a half outside of Chicago and I grew up a Bulls fan and Chicago Bears fan and all the things were happening. It was, it was a fun time to grow up. Um, but here's what, I, here's what I noticed, you know, when you think of the Bulls, who do you think of? Jordan. Jordan, of course. And we, and we would say he, maybe we'd say he was the leader. Well, was he? What about Phil Jackson? Was he, he was the coach, right? Was he the leader? Well, what about Jerry Krause? Was he was the general manager? Was he the leader? And then I think the owner, uh, it was another Jerry, I think. Mm -hmm. So here's here's an idea I'll throw over to you that I think plays into this leadership team. Do we put too much responsibility on this idea of a leader? So the, you know, Jerry, the owner of the Bulls, he, he's just setting the direction of the organization. Jerry uh, Krause, he is the GM. He is making sure that the owner's vision is getting executed. He's handling all the trades, all that stuff. Uh, you know, the coach is just making sure that the team wins. He's running the offense and defense. And Jordan is actually a player leader. And he's setting an example as a role model to all the other players to elevate their I think a lot of times we put all four people and cram it into one leader and say, hey, you're supposed to be the visionary. You're supposed to ship the product. You're supposed to actually get in there and start engineering it. And, and, and oh, while you're at it, why don't you design it as well? Right? And <laughs> It's as a leader, I can tell you, it's there's a lot of expectation on, on you, and um, I think that's part of our problem. I think I'm going back to what you were saying about the functions and the roles. I think we have to do a better job at defining what type of leader you are in on the team, and 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 I think it's about leadership team and less about you know the superstar CEO. I love that. I, I, that's really, really good language there and incredibly helpful. And that's practical right now. I mean, anybody listening to this can just sit there and go, what do I, uh, it, really, you could ask it two ways. What do I think people expect of me? So if I have a position of a, a leader, a leadership position in my organization right now, do people expect me to do all of those roles? Well, if so, get ready for uh, disappointing a whole lot of people. Uh, or if you are the one who is hiring leaders or even have some leaders under you, do you expect them to do all that? Maybe there is just going to be more specialization, and it truly is this team of leaders. It's this team of committed people that are getting together, playing their roles, knowing where, you know, here's where I begin and you end. Here's what I'm supposed to do, and here's what you're supposed to do. And if we all just take responsibility and execute our roles well, some great things are going to happen. But it may not always work out that way. It may not always. I mean, because life's going to throw curveballs all the time, and there's going to be some things that 
that don't work out with all that. And so I, you know, I, I think, you know, some of the things that we're seeing right now, I saw it here in Texas in February. So back in February made national news. There was this big ice storm here in Texas. Right. And we suddenly realized how interconnected we all were here in this state, how interdependent we were on one another. Let's let's go out even bigger right now. One of the big hot topics in the business world right now is all the supply chain constraints that are out there. We're all realizing just how interconnected we really are, and um, and there's no superstars, right? Like we all we're we're all just these little we're just in this complicated web of of relationships, and that I think that's reality, right? And there's no superstars that are going to save this. Have you ever been? I'm, I'm sort of laughing at this question have you and it's totally loaded too have you ever been on a committee like a volunteer committee and and with no leader yeah what and like what, every every group project in college is that what you mean <laughs> and what was screaming inside you yeah okay this is good like um somebody needs to just set the direction and tell us what to talk about somebody lead like any like i yeah, so I'd be on those. I'm like, I don't care who leads. It's somebody lead. Yeah. And then, and then, if I'm honest, and then if they led and they weren't competent, then I'd push them out of the way and not start. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, so I'll push back on your idea. I, and I'm not saying that you totally asserted this, but that we're just going to go to this kumbaya team thing and we're not going right. to have any leaders. I, I don't, I, I don't think that's going to work. Um, I do think. I'm repeating myself. I do think we can, you know, we need to stop idolizing one, this super leader and instead build people up so that we can have a, a, a have a culture of leadership, like mm. a, a, that leadership team that is leading the team. Because quite frankly, leadership, it, it's, it's hard. It takes responsibility. Um, it takes commitment. It takes courage. And guess what? A lot of people aren't signing up for that when they come to work. A lot of people That's right. don't want that. And what leaders think and what entrepreneurs think is like, well, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur or everyone wants to be a leader. I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to come to work from 8, 8.30 to 5 and go home. I don't want to, I don't want to need all that stuff. So <clears throat> I still think we need leaders. It just is going to need to look different. Yeah, I'm laughing and smiling when you're talking about how hard leadership is. And I'm remembering a few years ago, I was brought into a client to, to work with some of their emerging leaders and, and host this emerging leadership workshop. And I think I had had a pretty bad day because I remember, I, remember, I remember sitting in this uh, and going through and I just had like no smile on my face. And I'm like, listen, you guys got to figure out why you want to lead. Like, what is your motivation? Because I'm telling you, uh, leadership is the most difficult. It is going to, those people are going to chew you up and spit you out and it's never enough and yada, yada, yada. And I just remember these looks on their faces and they're like, so why, why, like, why would we want to do this? And I'm like, you got to answer that question. Yeah. And I'm laughing about it because, um, but it, there is some truth in that, yeah. right? It is a thankless job oftentimes. Yeah. And, and so maybe, maybe if we did, uh, just really, um, yeah, maybe it is just the superstar. I don't know. I got That's what I love about these conversations. Cause I want to keep, I want to keep thinking about this and refining this because I think there's something here with this. And, and some of it is in the way that we, there's an identity issue, uh, with some of this potentially of, uh, if you walk into your organization every day, feeling like, uh, they would fall apart if you're not there. Right. And we, we probably need to correct that on like even the, the micro level at the macro level, when we see another, 
another great thing that Elon Musk came up with or another great thing that this organization or this person did. We've just got to, we've got to like learn how to self-talk through that and just go, that's a lie. It's not just him, right? Or, or it's not just her right now. This is, there is a team of people behind them that, that that's what they're doing. And so we, we maybe don't need to try to be as uh, risk-taking or as um, visionary as Elon Musk. We, we just need to try to put together teams like, like he does right. uh, and, and get the right people in the room to really accomplish some important things. Yeah. And that, that brings me back to like, you know, Jim Collins, the level five leader. And, and yeah. the, the biggest thing that jumped out to me about that work, I believe was, you know, they were usually really humble. They were usually mm. quiet um, and, you know, somewhat introverted. And, and, and I think his research found it's like, it's not the Elons or it's not the Steve Jobs. Those aren't the typical great leaders. It's, it's those quiet leaders. And so maybe we're just being a little bit, you know, I don't know, brainwashed by the media of, of what the media is saying a leader is and what a real leader is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so maybe it's a more of a shift to, we need to get back to real leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so some practical things, uh, and here's how this is impacting me, right? The, um, the pronoun usage, as silly as that is, the me versus we, and this idea of we. And I think as a leader who's just driving around right now going, well, all right, I, I lead my team. Or when you get back after your sabbatical, Adam, you get back to your team. I, I think the little ways that we talk about accomplishments and the little ways we talk about where we're going, uh, to use the words we, not me, um, are really, really important. Guys, we we did this together. This was us. I cannot do this alone. Uh, you know, my name might be on the deed to this building, or I might be the quote founder of this organization. But um, if this was only me, we would never have made it as far as we've made it. And so I think for leaders to authentically and and even to to be vulnerable with expressing the gratitude and the interdependence that they do have on other people. I think that can go a long way to helping people who do sit on the team recognize, oh, I do play a vital role here. I'm not, this isn't the genius in a thousand workers. I, I play a vital role here. And I think as leaders, if you do lead a team, just trying to figure out uh, what would, what really would we miss if that person went away? They, they do bring a unique contribution to this team that I cannot do. I need to celebrate that and not be threatened by that. I think those are some practical ways that you can you can work some of this out right now. Yeah, and you can't do that enough, right? The appreciation and the gratitude and, you know, um, I, I feel like I'm doing it all the time and I guarantee I'm, it, I'm not doing it even half of what I should be doing. So yeah. <clears throat> I totally, yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah, you know, and you and I, um, so I this is uh, year 18 of my marriage and I feel like one of my biggest fears in marriage right now is that I... Year 19 is really tough, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I've got that to look forward to. But I tell this to Jackie all the time. I said, after being married this long, you know, which feels like a long time for me, because uh, it's been 18 years in a row. I don't know if I mentioned that. So it's, just, it's not just 18 years, but it's 18 in a row. Just taking for granted, right? That yeah. I, I, just, I just fear I'm going to take her for granted because there are so many little things that I appreciate and, and, um, that she does for the family that she does for me. Uh, and these aren't just like tactical, like, uh, you know, if it's, uh, things around the house, I mean, what she does and, and how she helps me emotionally and spiritually and mentally, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, I just fear I'm going to take her for granted. And, um, and so I'm just trying to remind myself, I cannot express the interdependence and the, gr the gratitude, uh, enough 
And I'm amazed at how often when I'm coaching leaders or spending time with leaders, how often I'm sharing that advice with them of just going, you cannot say thank you enough to your team. And um, you have to you have to say it over and over again because, and here's the deal, it's true, right? This isn't just little platitudes to hopefully, so they don't quit and go work for the person across town. You need these people. You right. can't get anything done without them. Yeah, and turnover is awful and replacing people is really, really expensive. And you, you've heard it a thousand times, so I can tell you it is true. You don't, <laughs> you wanna avoid that. And I, you know, the other thing to the gratitude thing is that we all know this to be true, but how often do we do it? It, it is a, the handwritten note. And people are probably rolling their eyes, yeah, I've heard this a thousand times. I, I just got a, a text from an ex-employee who sent me a picture of the the handwritten note um, I sent, or I, I wrote him like five years ago, right? And, uh, and he just says, "There's there's not many days I don't I don't go back and read this." That's amazing. Holy cow! Like I mean, so yeah, whatever you can do. I know the I remember the uh, CEO of Home Depot. Um, one who I don't know who it was. Not the not the not Steve Blank or whatever. Yeah, Arthur Blank. No, Arthur Blank. It wasn't him. It was it was a predecessor. Or a okay. Successor. Um, but he would on the airplane. He just have a big stack of notes. And when he is flying, you know, sort of during that day, he would just write appreciation notes mm. um, to as many people as he could. So, I mean, just agreeing with you that, yes, appreciate, appreciate your team. Um, that is leadership. Yeah, that really is. That's good. And, and so much of this is language. It's almost like internal PR. But these little phrases, these cultural phrases start to influence behavior and set values and mindsets. And so that's one thing as, as a leader that you can help to uh, influence. And so the more you can start using the word we, the more you can start celebrating, the more you can start appreciating, the more you can remind people, I, I would be nowhere without you, right? We would not be able to accomplish this without you guys. And and then being as specific as you possibly can of, you know, and Jim, this is what you do. And Julie, this is what you do. And that could be private, that could be public, whatever it is, but just making sure that people understand this is an us thing. This is an us thing. And 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 it's true. And I think for leaders, uh, that's where the joy and satisfaction really comes from, right? To, to know that we were able to accomplish something together. Uh, that that's, that's going back to, you know, closing up with the sports analogy. That's what every... A uh, ex-professional athlete says they miss the most is the locker room, is the camaraderie, you know, uh, because they loved being a part of a team. That was the most fun for them. And I think uh, for us in the professional uh, out there in the marketplace, we, it's the same for us too. We love it. We love being a part of a team. And that is uh, that are, there's so much joy to be able to accomplish stuff together. Yeah. Let, I, and I want to leave with one, one parting idea there. Is, it seems yeah. like you're talking about going with our sports uh, about a coach. Hmm. The coach who appreciates and is somewhat of a cheerleader. And, you know, you and I are both Clemson University fans. Dabo Sweeney is the head football coach. And, uh, I mean, that guy is, you know, you know, will pump, you know, pump anybody up, right? But, you know, you have the athletic director. You have the president of the university. You have, you have all that other administration. I wonder if there's a missing role in business of that we just don't have that coach we don't have that hmm. inspirational you know we you have more of the visionary you know um, tactician the strategist and stuff and like well, who's the guy who's gonna fire everybody up yeah there, there you go so <laughs> yeah who's the galvanizer i like that that's really good that's really good so 
Uh, fun conversation, Adam. I appreciate you making some more time on your sabbatical uh, to, to have this conversation today. Always fun to be with you. Uh, I have to go back and get back to nothing. So <laughs> That's right. Go, <laughs> go learn some things. Go learn some things. Your team needs you. All right, buddy. See you soon. See you. So two insights that I really appreciated Adam sharing today. Number one was this, the number of roles we ask leaders to play. That was challenging. I don't know if I've ever thought about it that specifically, but he's definitely got a good insight there and something that's worth us thinking about. I've certainly felt that in different leadership positions I've had, that I was being asked to do too many different types of things as a leader, or I felt like I had this expectation from my team to be this certain type of person. And so I thought that was really good and it's worth thinking through. And then the second insight was just his ability to point out uh, where the culture is right now with the celebrity superstar leaders. And, and maybe that's where the conversation's gotten lopsided. The, the, you know, the Elon Musks of the world, these leaders that are held up almost like they're modern day superheroes. These are, uh, you know, this is the Avengers. These are the Batman and uh, Robins of the world. We all want to believe there's a singular person or a dynamic duo out there that's going to fix everything. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think the problems facing the world right now are too big for one person. So we don't need a superhero. We don't need a celebrity leader. But we need great, healthy teams. So I really appreciated Adam's insights and his thoughts there. Adam, thanks again for jumping on the podcast with us today. I'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, Have you done any thinking on this? Are you feeling some of these same things? And the, the way that you can share some of your thoughts on that, if you haven't done so already, is join our LinkedIn group called the Team Leader Playbook. If you go to LinkedIn, type in Team Leader Playbook, you'll see a way to make a request to join that group. Uh, That forum is an easy way to carry on these conversations. Well, that's all I got for today. Today's episode, as always, was mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again next time.